We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. <laughs> nice. Bert Horford catches, kicks, Dort for the win. It's good. Pokashevsky catch, fire, three, and that is good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uncontested post-game show. I'm your host for tonight, Justin. Obviously, I'm the host because the Thunder fall in historic fashion to the Indiana Pacers, 95 to 152. You heard that right? Oklahoma City trails by as many as 67 points during this one. Um, just peak tank job for Presty and the Thunder. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that we are proudly part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. If you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. As we always do, we jumped in the Locker Room app to chat live after this one. We had a lot of fun. However... We also had audio issues, once again, um, getting microphones connected. This one's not so bad, um, but the audio quality is not as good as what we strive for. We're working to get that resolved with Locker Room, but we thank you for bearing with us in the meantime. Without any further ado, let's get you over to the show. Wow. Okay. Lots of people in here um, that would like to talk about the worst loss in Thunder history. Um, <laughs> that's great, I guess. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Oklahoma City falls to the Indiana Pacers 
152 to 95. Uh, not great, Bob. Jiff. It was an absolute uh, dominant game from the Pacers all around. The Thunder in the tankiest of tank modes, starting Darius Baisley, Charlie Brown Jr., Isaiah Roby, Moses Brown, and Teo Maladone get absolutely destroyed. Uh, the Pacers score 42 points, 40 points, 44 points in the first three quarters consecutively. Just unbelievable. Um, words don't do it justice. People on Twitter are all up in their feelings, feeling all, all kinds of angry things towards Sam Presti and the Oklahoma City Thunder right now. Um, people talking about the uh, the forcing out of Sam Hankey. Um, <laughs> talking about Sam Presti in similar terms. Uh, the salt is real across NBA Twitter tonight. Unbelievable. So let's talk about it. Um, Oklahoma City does what they want to do at this point in the season, which is lose a game. But they did it in such spectacular fashion that it is um, an interesting place to be. <laughs> it's one of those things after the game, Mark Dagnall called it uh, embarrassing. And I think that's that's the tough part with this. Oklahoma City wants to lose games. That is their intent. That is their goal. They're trying to improve their draft odds. No doubt about it. But losing by 57 points is a tough one to swallow. And I think we often talk about tanking in terms of the front office and future picks and draft talent. And it's easy to forget about the current guys and the current staff. And like Mark Dignall doesn't want to go lose by 57 points. He's not ignorant of the situation. He's not thinking that, you know, he's supposed to go out and necessarily win this game, but he doesn't want to go out and lose by 57 points. The players don't want to go out and lose by 57 points. And I think that's what makes this a little bit tough. It makes it a little bit sticky, whether you're a fan, whether you're an NBA fan in general, or whether you're somebody who's just following this team. I, I think it's uh, I think it's an interesting place to be. We've already got a speaker request, so I'm going to go ahead and bring somebody up on stage. Dom, how's it going, man? Yo, what is up? Uh, what do you think about this game that we have tonight? Bro, I mean, I don't get why people are, like, hating on the GMs and stuff, bro. Because, like, this is what they want to happen, bro. Everyone knows, like, okay, see what, like, they're doing. They're just right. trying to get draft picks and stuff, you know what I mean? Yep, it's no secret. It's no secret what they're doing. Um, I think what's what makes it interesting is, like, we've seen other teams get fined this season for um, for doing essentially this. I'm wondering... Where's the fine for Sam Presti? Like, is is there a fine coming? Because if you're Adam Silver, it's not the best look if, if you're the one running the league. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I like, because, like, what's up with Shea? Like, is he, like, actually, like, hurt or what? So Shea, um, <laughs> depends who you ask. He's got, he's listed out with plantar fasciitis. If you see him on the sidelines, he's pretty active. Um, he's jumping up and down. He's participating in shoot arounds before the game. He doesn't look like somebody that should be out, but then again, you never, you never know. Yeah. Um, that said, you know, Oklahoma city a couple weeks ago said they would reevaluate him in a couple weeks. So I would expect another statement from the team and I would fully expect, um, I would expect that 
update from the team to be that Shea is not going to play anymore this season. It just doesn't make sense with the objectives of the team. And then, I, I mean, with the number of games left, there's no reason to bring Shea back. Even if he is, you know, if he is really hurt, you don't want to risk anything. There, There's no reason for him to be back on the floor. Yeah, no shot he comes back. What's a, How can they just do that to, like, Big Al, though? Like what they so did. that's the one that's more interesting to me from like a from a league perspective. I mean, it, it was reported that it was mutual. I think Al understands the situation. I think Al, you know, he's at a point in his career where he knows the Thunder are trying to lose, too. And he's not necessarily wanting to go, you know, bust every night just to try and lose a game by 57 points. He He gets that situation. But that's the yeah. one that I'm like. I'm surprised the NBA was cool with that. Like you're shutting down a perfectly healthy player for no other reason than to kind of improve your draft odds and protect his future value on the trade market. You know, worst thing that could happen would be Al Horford gets injured somehow and the Thunder aren't able to to recoup an asset for him. And so that, that one's fascinating to me from like a league-wide perspective. Yeah, because they usually make people play, I feel like. Like yeah. when AD wanted out, exactly. Like play. Exactly. So like, that's that's the that one that comes out, to like, mind. What the hell? Why don't they just buy him out? Just like every other big man that just got bought out, like Blake and like Andre. Right. I think that you know, Presti's known a little bit for his reputation as far as like working with guys, and I think he he was probably straight up with Al around. You know, we'll get you to if you want to go to a contender. We'll get you to a contender. If you want to go to a certain city, we'll get you to a certain city. You know, there was a recent article in The Athletic about how Presti worked with Chris Paul to get him to Phoenix. There was a lot of apparent traction for a trade for, with Daryl Morey in Philadelphia, and Chris Paul said, no thanks. And so Sam Presti worked with him and ended up getting him to Phoenix, where obviously, you know, that's been a great fit for him. I think it'll be a similar situation with Al, where Presti's not going to just take the best deal straight up. He's not going to take a terrible deal just to get out what he wants, but he's going to work with him. He's going to let him, you know, have a bit of a say in that process. And, and I, I bet that was probably at least somewhat of a factor in terms of Al, you know, being amicable to sitting the rest of the season. Yeah. That's just crazy. I never even heard of that. (laughs) They can just do that. It's crazy stuff. That's for sure. But hopefully, Hopefully, if you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, hopefully this culminates in a top five pick, a top three pick, something like that. With the number of games they've lost over the last month, um, they've drastically improved their lottery odds. And and we'll see how it goes. You you never know. You could end up being like the Knicks where you're perennial, perennially in the, the top of the odds and never quite. Uh, get the top picks, but hopefully for for Oklahoma City's sake, that's not what happens. Yeah, because like any other has, like, the same odds now, no? Like yeah, yeah like, the the flattened odds yeah, make they it could a little get bit. Screwed. Yeah, they could just get screwed here. It's tough. That'd any other like... thoughts on on this one, Dom? Nah, not really, man. Thanks for bringing. Awesome. Me. Well, yeah, thanks for jumping up here. I appreciate it. Um, if you if you want to get up here like Dom, hit the request to speak button, or if you have other questions, drop them in the chat. I'll make sure to get to those. Um, I do want to talk about some stats. It's a little bit hard tonight versus other games um, where, you know, there might be more positives to talk about. But there are a few things that that are worth mentioning on the Thunder stat sheet. Moses Brown, uh, a solid game tonight, 16 points, 7 boards, 7 of 9 from the floor. For most of the game, it felt like he was the only one that could score the basketball. 
the first half, the thunder shooting was. I We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think they started off one and 11, one for 11. Uh, they only end at 34% shooting tonight. They shot 111 shots tonight, Oklahoma City. They only made 38 of those. And they only made eight of 38 from behind the three-point arc. So most of their scoring coming from inside, a lot of those being led by Moses Brown. He looked solid on the offensive end. He continues to have some struggles on the defensive end. His feet are not super quick. He's not... Uh, you know, like a lockdown interior defender like you would maybe want him to be. But on a night where Oklahoma City couldn't get the ball to go through the basket, he was uh, he was able to do that. So you, you have to applaud him for that, at least a little bit. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. I want to talk about Deck. Gabby Deck. Tortuga, the man from Argentina, comes in for his second NBA game. Eight points, 10 rebounds, nearly a double-double. As this game wore on and the Pacers' lead grew, all I could do was hope that Deck would get a double-double. That would give like one little silver lining to see him come over uh, from Real Madrid and and get a double-double in his second NBA action. He was not able to do so, but still a solid game from Deck overall. 4 of 12, shooting 0 of 2 from behind the arc. That man does not get any lift 
on his three-point shots. I'm not even sure he left the ground. Um, but what I do like out of him is his aggressiveness and his, his ability to cut to the basket, which is, is things that we saw. You know, I, I can't say that I'm an expert by any means. I didn't watch a ton of film by any means. But what I did watch of Deck when Oklahoma City announced or when that signing was rumored you could see his aggressiveness really jump off the page. And I think we've seen that so far in his limited action for the Thunder. He he looked like, you know, it, late in that game when it was a lot of scrubs out there, um, he looked like the one who belonged on the team. He he was doing things, uh, looked comfortable, making, making smart plays. He's had some flashy plays, some nice passes. Um, but really, it's his, his driving in the basket. There was a, a fast break in the second half where I think it was Mihailuk was leading the fast break up the floor, and Deck was out on the the near side of the court, cutting down the right side. And he just made a hard cut to the basket. Speed found him with a great pass, and he got a layup. And I think that there's been so many Thunder players who haven't necessarily made that hard cut to the basket like Deck did. His nose for for getting to the rim and and attacking and being aggressive has really shown early when, you know, I think he's had one practice, maybe. You know, he's not deeply entrenched in the system. He doesn't know the ins and outs. Um, I'm sure that the language barrier is tough, too. He had a translator in his media availability. I've been thinking about that. Like, I, I know in other sports leagues, the language is a bigger issue than it is in the in the NBA. I wonder how they're the Thunder are dealing with that, given that, you know, if he had a translator for media availability, clearly that's not something that that he can pick up um, <clears throat> as naturally as other guys. You know, I, I am a, a bit of a soccer fan uh, locally here down in Dallas, uh, cheering on FC Dallas and their coach, Luchi Gonzalez. He's bilingual and I, they showed a video of him once at halftime giving his, his halftime speech and he's alternating between English and Spanish. He's saying the same thing, but he says, you know, a few sentences in English, then he says the same thing in Spanish. And like that was incredibly impressive to me to give like a, a riveting halftime speech in two languages. Um, I'm curious what the Thunder are doing. Do they have a translator in the locker room? Do they have a translator at practices? Does Dagnall speak fluent Spanish? And we just don't know. Um, I'm guessing probably not that one. But it is something like this transition can't be easy. Coming over to the NBA is a different game. Um, it, it can be tough. Teo, that's a great point, Silver. Um, Teo could be our could be the translator for OKC. But I think, you know, the transition has got to be rough for Deck right now. Imagine coming to the NBA, achieving your lifelong dream, uh, getting to the league that you've wanted to get to, and then you get to the uber-tanking Thunder that just had the worst loss in franchise history. And I mean, that's gotta be tough for him. I, I don't know that he probably fully understood the situation the Thunder were in. I'm sure he wasn't ignorant of it, but I don't think he probably expected this in game two of his NBA career. I say that partly because, um, you know, one of the journalists that, that I started following kind of one of the ones that's, you know, was breaking some of the deck news early on. He was pissed after the Thunder's first game. He was calling the team selfish. He said, Lou Dort thinks he's Michael Jordan. It's a selfish team. They need to play deck more, like all kinds of stuff going off. And it was just so clear that he has no idea. Um, he has no idea what situation deck just watched into. So I can, I can only imagine what he's thinking tonight after this one. Um, it's, it's a rough place to be. 
I want to talk about Tony Bradley, 13 points tonight, eight rebounds. He looked solid again. Um, Bradley and Brown, they're both solid. Um, they're both, they're both good center rotation guys. There's been a lot of debate on Thunder Twitter lately around, you know, do you keep Bradley? Do you keep Brown? Who, who sticks on this team? Honestly, you know, long-term, I don't know that either of them are on this team. I think whether in the short term, you know, who sticks on this team, I think it comes down to maybe how the Thunder draft. Um, But right now, I think I lean Bradley. Though Moses, you know, can kind of easily put up the the bigger numbers. He tends to kind of fill the stat sheet more. Like I mentioned, his defense and his his foot speed really concern me. Um, I think Bradley might have a little bit more upside. Moses does have a better contract. Uh, Good comment in the chat from Justin Perryman. But I think, you know, the Thunder have enough money to, to go around right now, um, especially if and when they trade Al Horford. Um, that shouldn't necessarily be a huge issue. Um, but yes, Brown has a has a very, very affordable contract for, for the Thunder right now. Next guy I would like to touch on is Bayes. Um, Bayes, a cool minus 40 in the plus minus. Um, doesn't really stand out when everybody else is about in that range. <laughs> um, but... Bayes has looked more aggressive tonight, a little bit erratic, but I'm not, I'm not going to blame him too much because everybody kind of looked that way. Four of 17 from the floor for Bayes, one of four from behind the arc, uh, 10 points, four boards, two assists. What I like from Bayes is his aggressiveness seems to be going up, but with that, his finishing ability. That was one of his big knocks and has been one of his big challenges, I think, is finishing at the rim. You know, not being he, he can get to the rim all day, but being able to put the ball in the basket is different. Um, while he still had plenty of misses at the rim tonight, as did most everyone on the Thunder, what I like about him is his, his decisiveness seems to be improving. He had two plays a, a row in a row early in the game where he had a he had a finger roll drive to the basket and then a pretty nice dunk, and it, it seems like he's had one of those good dunks just about every game. Uh, in in the recent stretch, I like seeing that out of Baisley. You know, I don't know that you see that out of him three months ago. I don't know that you see that out of him last year. I think that's showing some positive steps. And you got to remember, he's still twenty years old. Um, when you ca- compare him to um, some other twenty year olds on the Thunder roster, I think it, it gets a little tough um, to see his progress thus far. Like Teo is obviously, you know, he's going to naturally get compared to Teo because of his age. Teo just generally looks more comfortable and has shown a little bit more development than Bayes has thus far. Yeah, Teo's 19, um, even younger than Bayes. And I think that's where it gets a little concerning. But again, what I always go back to with Bayes is like two of the most untraditional years to start your NBA tenure. Now, it can't be a total excuse because Dort is growing by leaps leaps and bounds, but still, I think, not something that can be ignored when you're talking about a young prospect. He had, obviously, the weird season last year, and then this year, especially when you factor in the the fractured scapula, you know, not, not a great start to the NBA experience if you're Darius Baisley. Um, not not a normal year, not a normal training camp, not a normal summer league, all of the kinds of things that a, a normal young guy would have that I think, you know, most likely affects where he's at right now. I hope he continues to grow, but I do think, you know, it's starting to feel like 
he's a guy that is becoming maybe more and more tradable. Um, he's not as much of a untouchable as maybe we thought he was a year ago. Um, and, and that's okay. And I think that's fine. That's the phase the Thunder in there. They are truly in a roster exploration phase. And the reality is most of these guys are not going to make it through that process. Um, and, and that's okay because more are going to come in uh, and hopefully more and more increasingly better talent. One positive stat, because I feel like I owe y'all a positive stat. Oklahoma City only had 14 turnovers and 23 assists. Um, they've regularly gone over 20 turnovers in recent games. Um, very, very big struggle for this team. A, a very big um, reason why they've been losing so many games. So it's kind of amazing that in the worst loss in franchise history, um, they only turned the ball over 14 times. Is that that big of a positive on a night like tonight? No, but I feel like I owe you something. Going through the rest of the stat sheet, I mean, the defense is just horrific for Oklahoma City tonight. Like, all the offensive stats for the Pacers are literally out of this world. 65% from the floor, 63.6% from behind the arc, 77% from the free throw line. They out-rebounded the Thunder. They had 41 assists, uh, 62 points in the paint. And the largest lead, as I mentioned, was 67. Um, just a rough go all around for Oklahoma City, uh, especially when you consider that the Pacers, you know, they were without some guys. This was not a full-strength Pacers game. This wasn't like a, a, a juggernaut coming in against a tanking team. Like, this was... <laughs> <laughs> this is the team the Thunder kind of played to the wire 10 days ago. Pretty much the same team. Now that said, the caveat, the obvious caveat, uh, Sabonis coming back after six games and getting a triple-double in the first half was pretty awesome. Um, we'll call that a tribute to his former teammate, Russell Westbrook. He ends the night with 26 points, 19 boards, and 14 assists. I love me some Domas. Uh, I'm happy to see him thriving in Indiana playing at an all-star level, um, really good stuff out of him. And Lavert too. Lavert 25 points, six assists. And then the old, the other former Thunder player, 31 points for Dougie Fresh. Doug McDermott, 31 points off, 11 of 14 from the floor, six of eight from behind the arc. Um, just ridiculous stuff. Yeah, Thunder legends. That's exactly right. Uh, really good stuff from Domas and McDermott. I love those guys in OKC. I'm happy to see him thrive. Uh, could have taken their foot off the gas a little bit against the Thunder tonight. Maybe just a little bit. I'm scrolling through the chat. Lots of comments in the chat. So hopefully I don't miss anything. If you have a question, um, let's see here. Do you think Presty is in the locker room hugging players and thanking them for losing and confusing the hell out of deck? That's from Justin Perryman. Um, you know, I would love to know what Presty thinks. There's many, many, many times I'd love to be a fly on the wall in, in Presti's office tonight is one of those nights. I would be very curious to see like, does he even, does even he get to a point where it's like, mm, maybe that was a bit much. Maybe we should have toned that back a little bit. Um, I don't know that he does. Presti's a big picture guy. I don't think he gets hung up on a night like tonight. Uh, but if you looked at NBA Twitter, uh, you would have, you'd have no idea. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. Um, golly, let's see here. Do you think Dort plays tomorrow from Silver? Uh, that's a good question as well. 
I wonder how many games Dort plays the rest of the season. We're getting down to the home stretch. I would say Dort probably plays tomorrow. I bet he plays half the games left. That feels safe. Um, that that feels like a, a safe bet. I don't know that he'd play less than that. We were kind of debating in our uncontested DM around, you know, does Dort even play again this season? I think he does. Um, I don't think he I don't think he gets shut down for the season, but I think he'll continue, you know, a back to back is an easy one if you're trying to um subtly tank. I don't know if you can still call it subtly tanking after tonight, but a back to back's an easy one to sit a guy for half of those. And I think, you know, that that may be what um what Oklahoma City does with Dort moving forward. As you mentioned, or as we talked about, tomorrow Oklahoma City plays the Phoenix Suns, the number one seed Phoenix Suns. So that will be a fascinating game, uh, reunited with Chris Paul. If the Pacers can do this to the Thunder, um, I wonder what the Suns will do against the Thunder. Wouldn't it be crazy? Like, I could totally see the the Thunder coming out and, like, playing the Suns down to the wire for some stupid reason tomorrow. Like, Kenny Hustle drops 35 points or, or something like that. I do have some random fun, not fun, maybe the opposite of fun stats on this game um, from some good Twitter follows. First, from Tim Reynolds, at by Tim Reynolds. The lead that Indiana held tonight of 67 is the largest in any game in at least 25 years. 67 points was the largest lead in an NBA game in at least 25 years. That's absurd. Um, Obviously didn't end at 67, but that thing, Oklahoma City was like one made basket away from being doubled up probably five different times during the game. Like I kept waiting. I had the tweet ready to fire off. Um, there's one point, I think it was like 118 to 60 or something like that. And it was about, I thought we were going to get 120 to 60. And that just, I mean, it would have been rough. Not that, you know, being down by 67 isn't rough on its own, but being doubled up is, um, amazing in the NBA from John Schulman. From what I can tell, the Pacers effective field goal percentage of 80.4% tonight is the highest in NBA history. Uh, so I mentioned they shot 65.5% from the floor tonight. Their effective field goal percentage, 80.4%. Unbelievable. Uh, that's just, that's unbelievable stuff. Across the league, though, in addition to Oklahoma City improving their their lottery odds with their own game tonight, um, looking around the league scoreboard a little bit, you have the Magic beating the Grizzlies 112 to 111. I thought the Timberwolves were going to beat the Pelicans. They went to overtime. The Pelicans end up pulling that one out by four. Um, so that that could have been a great night for Oklahoma City if, if both of those teams had won. But we'll take one. We'll take one is better than none. Is Moses is is Moses the worst OKC player? No, I don't think Moses is the worst OKC player. Um, if we're talking literally about guys on the team right now, um, I mean Charlie Brown looked pretty wild out there tonight. I think think the fact that he started was pretty telling. Uh, late in the game, he had a, a wide open breakaway dunk and just lost the ball, and that's that's rough. Um, there's a lot of guys on this team that I think would be very would fit very well on the OKC blue. Um, Jalen Horde has not really shown us much. 
Josh Hall, I'm rooting for Josh Hall the most. Um, I, I think he has the the tools and the potential to be something special, but we just haven't been able to see a ton from him. I hope he gets you know an extended look going into next season, but he's not shown us much um, from from an actual on court production side of things. Looking at Tankathon because you know after a uh, after a game like tonight, I have to look at Tankathon. Oklahoma City sits in the fifth spot. They're one game back on Orlando, one and a half games up on Cleveland. So we got to send this bad boy. Let's see. First try. OKC gets seven. You know, when you watch Oklahoma City have their uh, last or their worst loss in franchise history, the first thing you don't want to see is the seventh pick. You hope you hope for more than that. On nights like tonight, you hope for more than that. Let's spin it again. I got to see something better. Okay, now we're talking. OKC with the second pick. And Houston's pick at number five goes to Oklahoma City as well. Um, if we're going to do this, if we're going to get down by 67 points, give me pick two and pick five, and let me see brighter days ahead, please. After all that, um, my goodness, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, y'all are troopers. The fact that y'all even like watched this whole game, let alone wanted to come talk about it afterwards, is incredible. Thank you so much. If you're listening to this in podcast form, thank you as well. We appreciate you. Make sure you're subscribed so you always get the latest episodes and drop a five-star rating if you please. And be sure to tune in to our weekly live stream Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central, uh, probably a little later tomorrow. It'll start after the Suns game. So after the Suns game tomorrow night, we will be live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Tune in there. We, we love your chat questions. We love interacting with you. We have a lot of fun. And then... Come back here. Come back to the Locker Room app after each and every Thunder game next week. We'll bring you up on stage, let you ask questions in the chat. Um, Thank you guys so much for interacting with us. And my goodness, um, hopefully we don't have a 67-point blowout again. But either way, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.